know, I've always wanted to go on a tour of the West Coast. No rush. Just take it all in. One view at a time. We all have things we hope to do. Someday. At Ascend, we offer great rates and share our profits to help make your someday, someday soon. Oh, and you better believe I'm renting a convertible. Ascend Federal Credit Union. Open your account today. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. Coming up later in our broadcast, we'll be selecting the game-changing moment presented by Murfreesboro Medical Clinic and Surgery Center. MMC is Southern Middle Tennessee's premier medical group dedicated to providing both primary and specialty care for your entire family. At MMC, your health is our mission. And Kyle, I would go out on a limb and say that the game-changing moment has yet to reveal itself. Well, the leader in the clubhouse is Eli Lawrence off that block three and dunk on this end. So that's the one that's sitting at the top right now. But obviously, with the way this game is being played, (laughs) there's a lot of time left for that type of play to materialize. Right now, Middle Tennessee with their biggest lead of the day, and it's four points, 52-48. Belmont has led by as much as five. Middle has led by as much as four. And the we the number we've had what how many lead changes? Eight lead changes and we've been tied eleven times. Oh, uh, this has just been a prize fight. It's just been we hit them, they hit us, we hit them again, they hit us again, and it's just gone back and forth. One of the things that's allowed us to get some traction offensively is we're five out of our last seven from the floor offensively, and uh, we've used a lot of our defense to get that ignited. The five out of seven made followed a one out of seven uh, streak. Well, and, you know, basketball is just so much of a game of spurts, and this one has had so many spurts from both teams. This thing's going to go down to the wire. This is a single possession game. Murfreesboro native Keyshawn Davidson runs the point. They go back door to Shepard. They'll kick it out. Tyson faked a three, got inside, had his shot blocked, and it goes out of bounds to Belmont. He would have been better off taking the shot in where he caught it. Dish with a phenomenal block there as a secondary defender. Ninth block of the game for Middle Tennessee. Tyson hasn't gotten downhill quite like he did in the first half. They tried to get the Raiders on an easy backdoor inbounds play, but Eli Lawrence that time slammed the door on it. Yeah, and that situation there, you just have to stay under him. If they're coming off the uh, staggered screens on the wing, you just got to go shadow those things but do not let him get a backdoor cut. 
They lob the ball in. It comes to Shepard. He is six for six from three today. In the lane, Davidson lost it, picked it up, drives in, turns around, fires up a shot that's blocked, this time by T. T. Leonard. Leonard. Leonard clears it out and gets it to Weston. Weston into the front court. That's the 10th block of the game for middle. Again, length, athletic ability. We're doing a great job of making it very difficult to score. Weston with a spin move. Back outside it comes to Dishman on top. Dish, now he fakes, he drives, he lays it up and scores. Oh, what a great read by Dish. He was looking at dribble handoff action there, and Belmont just sort of relaxed, and when they did, Dish hit the Jets and got a layup. Nice play by Dish. Into the front court comes Davidson. Works it right to Shepard. Got a screen over there from Saban. Shepard still with the ball at the right elbow. Clears it out to Saban. Now back up to Davidson between the circles. Davidson spins around Saban. Now tries to go in against Dishman. Comes underneath. They kick it in the corner for a three that's no good. And the rebound there, a foul is going to be called on Elias King. I believe it's going to be on Cam Weston. You're right. Foul on Weston will be his second. Fourth team foul in the second half. And for whatever reason, Chip, Tyson looks like a different player in the second half. He played so aggressively in the first half. This half, he's not been a factor at all. Weston out, Justin in, Justin Porter. Belmont with the ball. Right side, Davidson driving. Fall away, 10-footer, good. I'm okay with that. That's a tough two, and we're taking and putting the ball in someone's hands who's not a prolific score. Middle six out of its last eight from the floor. 54-50, Blue Raiders. Here's Dishman, free throw line, spinning in, lays it up, missed the shot too hard, tip no good, and a rebound there. It's going to be a jump ball, and it will go to middle on the alternate possession. And you had Dishman and... Jakubacek, yeah. neither were going to let go. Well, two really, two really strong guys going after it there. Substitutions, Lawrence in, Weston in. And the, See, Millen's yeah. coming out, Porter coming out. Yeah, the tough part about that was an incredible move by DeAndre. The ball just rolled out. Inline out-of-bounds play. Cam Weston will trigger it. Weston looks to get it in. Tick-tock, they lob it. T. Leonard stops it. Oh, my goodness. Hello, Sports Center. Set play <laughs> from Nick McDevitt. Comes up gold. 56-60, 56-50, middle by six. With the ball, here's Gillespie. Now on the curl, Tyson drives in against King. No good, but a foul on Elias King. Yeah, Elias has got to step off the help side right there to begin with and not be trailing Tyson on the play. And Tyson just recognized that, face cut him, and drew the foul. That'll send Cade Tyson to the free throw line. He is, I mean, this guy, look at him. He is 6'7", 200, and a freshman. Good-looking player. And he's at the line for two. Tyson, an 81% free throw shooter, hits the first. Well, and that's the thing that when he's struggling offensively, that's the last thing that you want to do is put him on the floor or on the free throw line to get some confidence. Second shot on the way, got them both. Tyson now with a dozen. 56 52. Middle's lead is four. Raiders walk it up. Weston down the left side of the floor. Tips it to Dishman. 
Dish to Weston. High-low pass to Dishman. Drives in. They're going to call a charge on Dish, I bet. Oh, my goodness. I could see it coming. Oh, my goodness. Foul on Dish is going to be his first of the game. And the sixth team foul. That's not even close. That's straight up undercut. 56-52. Belmont gets the ball back, and the Raiders show pressure. Ball comes in to Keyshawn Davidson. Davidson into the front court, works the left side. They go back door, and Shepard lays it in. Wow. 56-54. They cut it to two. Dishman with it. Now to T. Leonard. Works the left side, trying to bang his way in. Boy, quick moves, turnaround shot, good. I'm just not sure that that could have been a tougher shot. Uh, T. Leonard with a fadeaway there in a one-on-one scenario with with uh, Shepard and got it to go down. Seven and a half to play. Middle by four. Shepard back out to Gillespie. Now here's a drive and Shepard faking that as well. They're going to call the foul on Lawrence, which will be his third. But the head snap, which was ridiculous, was the selling point. Blue Raiders lead it by four with 7.23 to play and timeout on the floor. Back after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Winning requires the right game plan. Like the impressive towing and payload you'll only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. The 2023 Ford F-150. Greatness starts here. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2021 calendar year total sales. You buy something because you found it at a low price, and soon you realize it's no bargain because you really needed something better. It happens all the time, especially with car insurance. But the good news is you can get the right coverage at the right price. Just talk to me, State Farm Agent Bud Morris. I'll help you get the right coverage at a price that's right for you. Call me at 893-1417 today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Bud Morris, providing insurance and financial services. Hey basketball fans, this is Coach McDevitt. It's never lost on Window World that your home is your largest fiscal investment. Window World's integrity will be noticed from your very first moment of contact. The clean, professional installation of premium windows, siding, doors, and more are designed to last while leaving your home looking amazing. Window World and their lifetime warranty will always be there when it really matters. They're America's most trusted remodeler and a proud partner of MTSU Athletics because the difference is integrity and always in the details. left here at the Curb Event Center in regulation. Middle Tennessee leading Belmont 58-54. And after the foul, there was a timeout. And we'll check team fouls here in just a minute. But uh, the Blue Raiders, I think, have six and actually seven. Belmont has four. That foul on Elias King was the seventh team foul 
and Ben Shepard is going to be at the free throw line. And if you're going to put the ball in Ben Shepard's hands today, the free throw line is where you want to get it in his hands. Yeah, right now two out of eight from the free throw line while he's six out of six from the three-point line. I don't know how you explain that. And he and misses he the missed front another end, one. Missed the front end of a one-and-one. One. So he's two out of nine, but six out of six from three. Raiders get the rebound. Weston in the front court. Gets it to Dishman. Now Lawrence between the circles. Lawrence on the dribble. Right side goes to Cam Weston. Baseline to Dishman. Working against Jakubacek. Gets in the lane. Left-handed Hook fell out of there again. Wow, that thing touched every part of the rim. Tyson with the rebound for Belmont. Four-point game. Cade Tyson works it back to Jacoby Gillespie. Clock under seven minutes to play now. Here's Shepard to Jakubacek. Fade play. Back to Freeburg. His three is good. We have lost that twice. That's a loss on both of those. Freeburg has three made threes. 58-57. 58-57. Elias has got to see that and get that covered. That's six points. Weston fell down, kept his dribble, now has the ball back from Dishman. Step back three, Weston shot no good. Tip out goes to Eli Lawrence. They get it back to Lawrence for a three that's no good. And here's a foul of T. Leonard coming over the top. That's going to be his fourth as well. And... He's complaining, but I don't know what he's complaining about there. No, there's no complaint. He fouled. So that'll bring in Buford with 6.09 to play. And here we go back to the free throw line on the other end, and it looks like Freiburg is going to be – nope, it's going to be Shepard at the line. They're taking a – I don't know what they're looking at, whether they're making sure they have the right shooter up there or what. I would think that would be the case. So they are taking a look at that. Well, to throw out a stat to you, Chip, we have 11 block shots in this game. Crazy. I mean, we've been really, really active at the rim. That's why Belmont's had a hard time scoring. Now, in the first half, they got downhill and got some layups, and then we started congregating at the rim and it really made it very, very difficult on them. Now, that being said, in the second half alone, here's your key stat. Belmont, 7 out of 12 from the three-point line in the second half. They were just, they were indeed checking about uh, who was fouled, right. and it is Ben Shepard. So, and again, I don't want to give him the reverse jinx here, but don't say it. He's not had a good day there. And he'll have you said it. Two coming up. Now one should be one and one. It is. He got that one. You he's said got, it. He's got 23 now. That ties the game at 58. So Belmont has erased a middle six-point lead, and he misses the second, and we stay tied. Right side, Eli Lawrence. They tried to – he almost drove into trouble there. Well, he almost walked with it. Back to Weston. Now Dishman. Right side, Lawrence. Lawrence to Buford. 
Now into the corner left side. Elias King drives. Had the ball poked away. He got it back. Still loose. Jump ball. But Nick McDevitt calls a timeout before they can call the jump ball. So with 5.45 to play. Casey Casey Alexander's upset with James Gibson, and justifiably so. I don't think that there was possession there by either team. Without possession, you can't take a timeout. I I was right with you on that. But in Middle's case here, that leaves them with one timeout remaining after they were granted the timeout in a tie game at 58. Well, really smart play by Nick McDevitt calling for a timeout, whether we had possession or not, because it was granted to us. That saves a possession in a tie ball game with 5.45 left. So really smart play by Nick McDevitt. Blue Raiders are back at home Thursday night to take on the mocks of Chattanooga. Six o'clock tip. Get there early. It is the 50th birthday party for Murphy Center. Middle one block shot away from a Middle Tennessee record. So are we tied right now or the one Uh, short? 12 for the team. That coming from Thomas Donnelly, our sports information director. Raiders run an inbound play here that comes into Dishman. He'll drive in there. Hook shot no good. Tip no good. And the rebound comes away to Belmont. Gillespie on the run, hard to the rim. Picked up off the floor by Justin Buford. Great transition defense there. We just basically jammed Gillespie as he was trying to drive Justin Buford with the backflip. 58 all, Raiders with a ball. This is a war. Right side, Lawrence, a three out of the corner. Yes, sir! Eli with a great read. Belmont trying to come over the top of the pin downs. Eli read that, faded to the corner, knocked down the three. That's huge. A Lee Company three. They try to go back door. It was cut off. Now Shepard hits a three out of the corner. My goodness. He's got 26. And Eli, Eli was standing right there with him. 61-61. I repeat, this is a war. Here's Lawrence. Right side to Buford. On top it comes to Dishman. 4.40 to play, 10 on the shot clock. King, Buford, fake to three, drives inside, goes all the way. Layup came out. Dishman had it, lost it. And what did Barry Mathis call? He called that he was out of on, bounds? The, on the line when he fell down, but he didn't have the ball. That's correct. So it goes to Belmont. Davidson comes in. Gillespie goes out. And everybody know where 22 is. Shepard and Eli Lawrence share couple of words. And By a, three, you're three. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and they shook hands, uh, slapped hands, and they've they pulled up some moisture off the baseline. 61 all with four and a half minutes to play at the Curb Event Center. And so far, this has been one of the craziest ones between these two I can remember. And we've had some crazy ones here. Down the right side comes Davidson. Davidson works it back out to Cade Tyson. We've got to communicate better on our switches. Here's a steal by Dishman. Dishman trying to drive in, and Tyson fouled him. 
Foul is on Tyson. That'll be his third foul. It's under. It's under out of bounds. So it's not free throws being shot. That's only the fifth foul on Belmont. So it's an inline out of bounds play. Raiders call the set and Weston will bring it in. What a great defensive play by DeAndre Dishman. He just keeps doing things to win games. Weston in the lane, scoop shot no good and the rebound taken by Tyson of Belmont. Still tied with 4.02 to play. Down the left side, here's Davidson. They work it to Jakubacek. Jakubacek looked back door. The Raiders shut it down. Now left side, Davidson into the hands of Shepard. Shepard driving in. Charge on Shepard. Great play by Eli Lawrence. Moved his feet, got his torso squared, took the hit. Second foul on Shepard. Sixteen foul. An immediate timeout with 3.49 to play. Wow, stick with us as we go down the stretch here. It's middle 61, Belmont 61 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the Blue Raiders, and we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Floyd Stadium. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member services. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit MTE.com to learn more. And about that scoreboard? Well, light it up, Blue Raiders. The MTSU Alumni Association is proud of its more than 130,000 living alumni who are leading, teaching, entertaining, researching, buying, farming, nursing, and more worldwide. Every Blue Raider accomplishment adds value to your degree. Are you connected to the MTSU National Alumni Association? Visit mtalumni.com to share what you're doing, update your information, and see how you can be involved and informed. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Experience the power and excitement of your next Blue Raider home basketball game with Ticket Smarter. The Blue Raiders take on Chattanooga Thursday night. That's at 6 o'clock in the Murphy Center. Visit TicketSmarter.com or the Ticket Smarter app. Ticket Smarter, proud to be the official ticket resale marketplace partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Ticket Smarter, a smarter way to buy tickets. Middle one out of its last seven from the floor. Belmont, meanwhile, four out of its last four. Obviously, the big difference in the second half as it relates to Belmont being where they are. Belmont eight of 13 from the three-point line, middle four out of six. So again, what's gonna be key down the stretch offensively? Shot selection, taking care of the ball, making free throws. Belmont has hit 13 threes today, and Shepard has just been unconscious. He is seven for seven. So 21 of his 26 points have come from outside the arc. And yet in the first half, he was nothing but a runaway freight train going to the rim. Five of the seven threes he has made have been here in the second half. 
349 to play. Chip Walters, Kyle Turnham with you, courtside at the Curb Event Center. And Middle Tennessee will have the ball. And you said middle on one out of their last seven. That's correct. We had a one out of seven, five out of seven, and now one out of seven from the field. So who can make a streak here at the last four minutes and get a win? Well, it's just a single possession game. And, again, shot selection is going to be a big key in getting to the free throw line and finishing free throws. Weston to Dishman, kick out to Weston. Left side, Lawrence, a three in the air. It's going to be short. Great look, though. Wide open look. Oh, what a nice play by T. Leonard. He stole it. Back to Weston. Weston in the lane, drives in. Left-hander, good! Nice read by Cam. He drove the ball, was looking for help, didn't get it, went ahead and finished with his left hand. What a play by T. Leonard to get that play started. Middle by two, 3-12 to play. They tried to go back door, collision, and Leonard ended up on the floor. It's going to stay with Belmont. Now remember, Leonard is playing with four fouls. Yeah, and he was in the right position in help side. Otherwise, that's going to be a layup. I don't understand. More moisture on the court. And the cavalry has arrived to get the moisture off the floor. All three of them. 63-61, Blue Raiders. Those cats ought to start a car wash business. <laughs> In line out of bounds comes into Davidson, guarded by Weston. Now Tyson to Shepard on the left side. Shepard back to Tyson, three in the air. Missed it. Rebound taken, Cam Weston. Big possession for middle right Very here. Very much so. Be poised. Middle by two and the ball. Under three minutes to play. Weston to the left side. Here's Dish driving in. Layup. Good! Just little pick and pop action. Dish squares up Jakubacek and just drove him straight to the rim. As simple as it gets. And I think the call from the Belmont bench here is hit some wild three. Left we, side, Freiburg, he did it, a we, three. We lost it again. That's three times we've lost that set. Freiburg cuts it to one, 65-64. Weston with the ball. There's just no breathing in this game. 2-10 to play. Weston to Eli Lawrence. Lawrence to Weston. Belmont is gone zone. Eight on the shot clock. Right side, Weston puts it up from three. That's no good. Got it back. Puts it up on the layup. No good. And he got fouled. He'll go to the line, but a great follow of the shot by Cam Weston. Yeah, he did. He recognized that his shot was coming right back to him, and Belmont got caught watching the paint dry. Didn't do anything to go hit, find, and fetch. Cam came up with it, went straight to the rim, got fouled. Weston, an 81% free throw shooter at the line. He'll have two. Missed it. He'll have another. Middle three for seven from the free throw line in the second half. Nine for 17 overall, but three of seven in the second half. Elias King back in, Buford out. Second toss, good by Weston. Makes it a two-point lead, 66-64. One forty-eight to play. Here comes Davidson into the front court. Davidson to Shepard. Shepard turns the corner, gets in the lane. Finger roll good. 
Yep, that was just way too easy. Just a little dribble handoff action and Shebert all the way to the rack. He reverted back to his first half play. He sure did. 66 all. Here's Eli Lawrence. Pitches it to Dishman. Gets in there. Missed the shot. Rebound taken by Jakubacek. The Raiders try to get the ball away from him. Still loose on the floor. Stolen by Lawrence. They back out to Weston. He and walked. he traveled. One of those situations where we didn't need to rush. Dish came up with the 50-50 ball. Back it out. Show some poise and run your offense. Get a score. Take 30 more seconds off the clock, Chip. And Cam Weston very clearly walked. So the Raiders D up here as Freiburg will bring it in. Yeah, Belmont just got some life with that walk. Now a chance to take the lead. 66 all. Here's Shepard and a foul on Weston. Yeah, and there's no reason to be reaching there. Move your feet. Make them earn it. Don't let them go there. I don't care what he shot from the free throw line. Make them earn it. Ninth team foul, and it's, again, a one and one. So Shepard at the line in a tie game. He'll never miss this one. And he didn't. He got it. Well, I tried it. He's got 29. Belmont goes up by one. Yeah, that makes him four out of 12 in the second half from the free throw line. Second toss, in and out. No good. One-point game. Well, I got us one there. There we go. 67-66, Belmont with a minute to play. Belmont staying in their zone. Weston with it. And Nick McDevitt wants a timeout. Raiders had an alley-oop there. But and thank goodness for the timeout because that ball was just airmailed out of bounds by Cam Weston. So a full timeout here. We'll keep it here with 54.5 seconds to play. And we will take 10 seconds here, 10 seconds to allow our stations to identify themselves. You're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Six o'clock in Middle Tennessee, and Chip Walters, Kyle Turnham with you. Nick McDevitt called the timeout as Cam Weston was throwing an alley-oop pass. The Raiders are going to have it side front court. Now, the number of possessions left in this game, depending on how you play it, you could play it two for one, or you've got to, but you got to make sure you get a possession here that'll get you a basket. Well, first of all, you have to have two things called coming out of your timeout because if Belmont stays in their zone, you've got to have a set ready for that. If they switch here and go to their man-to-man, you've got to have a set ready there. Basically, 18 seconds, plenty of time to make things work. Both of them are going to be of the quick hitter type of variety and recognize that you don't have to foul even if you miss a shot. 67-66, Belmont by one. Blue Raiders have shot 44% from the field. Belmont 42%, but Belmont has made 14 threes. The Raiders have made six. Yeah, and nine of those 14 have been in the second half. Yes, they have. So the Blue Raiders come back out with Weston, Leonard, Lawrence, Dishman, and King. 
And Eli Lawrence will inbound it. 54 and a half seconds on the big clock, 18 on the shot clock. Belmont showing zone, at least for the time being. Let's see what they do if they switch it into man-to-man. That was nothing more than just disguise. They've gone man-to-man. Here's Dishman at the free throw line. Tries to drive inside, spinning, shot missed, rebound loose. King has it, missed the shot there. Dishman again, that one's no good. The Raiders tip it, and Belmont comes out with it. Loose ball. They work it down. It's Davidson with it. Davidson right side, pitches it underneath to Tyson. Tyson backs it out with 28 seconds to play. Shepard a three. He missed one, and Middle gets the ball. 22 seconds to play. No timeouts for Middle. Belmont man-to-man. Here's the drive. T. Leonard's shot is good. When Leonard with 14 seconds to play. Middle by one. Now the Raiders need to D it up. 14 and a half seconds to play in timeout Belmont. Blue Raiders lead by one. T. Leonard just hit the shot on a drive down the baseline that gave the Raiders a 68-67 lead. Yeah, he got the matchup that he wanted out in the pro channel and just drove his matchup straight to the rim kissed it off the backboard, got it to go down. So our situation, 14.6 seconds left to go. Middle Tennessee up by one. The next foul, if there is a foul on Middle Tennessee, will send Belmont to the free throw line to shoot two, not one and one. So you have to defend without fouling here. You absolutely do. And, you know, one of the things that you've got to look for is you've got to look for Oh, I've lost his name. Where is he? Uh, Freiburg on that three-point shot, which he's been perfect on up to this point. And obviously Shepard just playing downhill, trying to look for the call to get to the free throw line. So they come back out of the huddle after the Belmont timeout. Belmont still has two more timeouts left. Middles out of timeouts. Belmont ready to bring it in. They'll have to bring it the full 94 feet now. The officials having a middle, middle trying to decide, are they going diamond or are they going man? And now they're going to go man. A lot of discussion on the sidelines. They were back and forth. They bring it into Davidson. Keep the ball in Davidson's hands. Do not let Shepard catch this ball. Here's Tyson, left side. Tyson drive baseline. That's an offensive foul. Yes, sir. offensive foul called on Tyson with 3.5 seconds left. That's an incredible defensive play by the Blue Raiders there to pick up that charge. One point lead, 3.5. So middle without any timeouts. They get the ball back. Belmont was trying to run a backdoor set there. It was well covered by Middle Tennessee, and that forced Tyson to have to put the ball on the floor. T. Leonard, I believe it was the one that drew the, the charge. Two, 3.5 seconds left. And here you want to get the ball. Middle Tennessee running the football formation, or so I thought. And what I meant by that was they were going to put everybody out of bounds. Now they're changing up what they're doing. But you certainly want to throw the ball toward your own basket. You don't want to. It's a spot throw in. Ball comes into Weston. He's fouled with 2.9 seconds to play. So six-tenths of a second came off the clock, and Cam Weston is going to go to the free throw line. The foul was on Gillespie. That'll be his second. 
and it is the eighth, make it the ninth team foul on Belmont. Now, here's the question that you've got if you're Nick McDevitt. If you make both free throws here with 2.9 left, do you foul? Understand. We'll see what they do. Cam Weston, Cam Weston will be at the line. Middle by a point, and Weston with two free throws to try to make it a three-point lead. First one's up. Good. Ooh. Weston with 10 now. 69-67. One more to go. Belmont still has two timeouts. Weston with a free throw. Up. Good. It's a three-point game. 70-67. to 67. And now Belmont will bring it in. Yeah, Belmont not taking a timeout. At least they haven't yet. Tyson will inbound. 2.9 left. Tyson runs the baseline. He'll throw it. He'll get it to... Jakubacek and they call a timeout with 2.4. Yeah, so they've got the ball to midcourt. Yes. And it was Tyson who threw a baseball pass to Jakubacek right at the midcourt line. Yeah, and I mean, if that ball had been thrown six inches further to the left, it would have gone out of bounds. An incredible catch. Yes. And body control by Jakubacek, who's a pretty good sized guy. Yes, he is. So they have the ball at midcourt. 2.4 seconds to play. Middle Tennessee leads by three, trying to snap a three-game Belmont win streak in this series. And that pass ahead makes it much more difficult to foul in this situation because now it becomes a potential foul in the act of shooting. So the officials are <laughs> showing. It should be at midcourt. Yeah, it should be at, right at midcourt. That should be right there at midcourt. Now, now, James Gibson just pointed to down below the 28-foot mark, which is not accurate. That ball was caught at midcourt. Well, they're taking a look at where it was. So I think he said midcourt. So they're, they are taking a look at that. And 2.4 ticks. So there, they judged that he was in the front court, and they said that any any uh, timeout there goes to the 28-foot mark. Right. So how do you defend this? Middle's been good with their man today. And well, first and foremost, I, I think you're putting as much athletic ability and size as you can on the ball to try to – not allow the passer to have a clean look and also trying to just get some deflection, trying to change a direct pass, trying to force a lob or a bounce pass. And at that stage, you just tie up and go to war. You've got to know off the ball, if you're going to be doing any switching, your communications have to be flawless. But recognize that, again, you basically are still extending your defense to cover out to the three-point shooter. Defend, you 
you could foul intentionally here, put them at the line, but again, being in the front court, that makes that that difficult. T. Leonard is going to – well, now Belmont calls a 30-second timeout, and they are going to be out of timeouts. So I've never really understood when they call back-to-back timeouts – well, I, I think what you're looking at there is, a, from a coaching staff standpoint, you're looking at matchups. You're looking to see who's guarding who and who's guarding who where. You recognize, you know, some teams would have changed defenses and gone even to a potential zone there. I wouldn't recommend that, obviously, but you see teams change defense, so you're looking at your matchups right now. So the 30-second timeout is coming to an end. And last but not least, if you're Middle Tennessee, do not foul. The worst thing that can happen if you don't foul is overtime. Do not foul. Contest. Don't try to block shots. 2.6 seconds left. Belmont set to inbound. Middle Tennessee leads by three. 70 to 67. And now the Raiders finally get lined up right defensively. Weston will guard the inbound. They look to bring it in. They do so. Here Shepard shoots a three from the top of the circle, and he hit it as time ran out, and we are going to overtime. And there's there's nothing that you could do about that. It was contested. It was a tough shot. He made it. Let's play some free basketball. Wow. Shepard with 32 today. And he is eight for eight from the free from the three-point line. Yeah, you just got to give credit to a guy for making a phenomenal shot. And I go back, the guy that made the whole play work was Jakubacek on the pass from Tyson that got the ball from baseline to midcourt. That was an incredible catch and body control to get the timeout that allowed that three-point shot to be made. All right, let's look now at players who have uh, any foul trouble. Just one from each team. You got T. Leonard with four. Kate Tyson. Tyson with four. Tyson has four. I'm sorry, Saban has four, or or Jakubacek has four. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Belmont has two players with four fouls. T. Leonard has four for the Blue Raiders. And uh, just an early Christmas gift here today. (laughs) Well, I would say this. The way that this game has been played, this game deserves to go to overtime. Wow. Because the the, the, the spaces between, you know, leads and the number of lead changes, uh, it, it, it's been a straight-up one-on-one game. It has, and we go to overtime exactly where we started the game, tied. Each team has put 70 on the board. And now waiting for the two teams to come out of the timeout. Lead changes. Ten. Ten lead changes. How many ties? It's uh, times tied. Thirteen. Fifteen. Fifteen times. Been tied for nine minutes and 15 seconds. So, like I said, this game has been played straight up and uh, it deserves to go to overtime. So, it's been tied nearly 25% yeah, of absolutely. the time today. So, They set five minutes on the clock. Five minutes on the clock, and we get set for overtime. 
70-70. Uh, what can you say about Belmont from the three-point line My in the goodness. second half? 10 of 17, 59%. You knew they were going to get the ball into Shepard's hands, and you just kind of hope in a rush he might not have his stroke, but well, guess what? I, I mean, and it was a step back three. I mean, he drove it one step, step back, raised up, knocked it down. It wasn't anything but the bottom of the sack. But this is character time. This is character time. So we're set to go. It's going to be Jakubacek and Dishman to jump it up. And the tip controlled by middle into the front court. Here comes Elias King. Back now to Cam Weston. Weston, top of the circle, gets it to Dishman. Look to drive. Now he does drive on Jakubacek. Shot up and good that's by Dishman. A big Again, that's the pick and pop play. They get Dish the ball on the pop, and he just sizes his man up, Jakubacek, and just drives him. 72-70, middle by two. Raiders draw first blood in overtime. Yeah, that's an unguardable play for Belmont. Tyson with it on the right side. They look for Shepard and get it to him. Three blue jerseys went around him. Now here's Davidson. Davidson backs out. Weston on him. Davidson to the right side in a double team. Ball is loose. Picked up by Jakubacek. His shot blocked. And that's going to be a shot clock violation. And for middle, that's going to be their 12th block of the game. That ties a Middle Tennessee record for team block shots. 72-70. Middle with a two-point lead and the ball. Belmont going back uh, to their zone because they didn't like that matchup. And if I would have been Nick McDevitt, I'd have gone right back to that same set. Weston, left side to Be Eli patient Lawrence. against this zone. Get what you want. Keep that mid post occupied. Flash cutters in there. If it's there, throw it. Leonard drives inside, shoots a 12-footer, no good. Got his own rebound miraculously. Back inside, layup good. Wow, that's a highlight play for T. Leonard. That's an unbelievably athletic play by T. Leonard, both on the offensive rebound and on the score. Raiders by four in overtime with three and a half to play. Back it comes to Freiburg, and a long three missed. Raiders get the rebound. It was Shepard who missed it. 3-18 to play in overtime. Make Belmont pay for sitting in this zone. Weston with it on top. I know why they're going zone, but make them pay, eat some clock. Dishman gets it at the high post, drives in, spins, kick out pass, Lawrence a three. That was no good, but Dish with a tip out. It goes to Weston, and the Raiders get a fresh 20. He'll back out. We're under three minutes to play now in overtime. Dish with yet another fantastic tip out. Jump pass down underneath. There's a stuff from Leonard, but a great pass from Eli Lawrence. Break down the zone with the dribble penetration when they come to collect. 76-70 and then a foul on Lawrence. Yeah, the last thing that you want there. That'll be his fourth with 2.38 to play in overtime. Justin Buford will come back in when when he gets an opportunity, but a two-shot foul coming for Ben Shepard. Shepard has 32 tonight. Free throw, no good. You know, <laughs> he is now 
four out of 13 from the free throw line. Gillespie comes in, Davidson goes out. And eight out of nine from three-point line. You just can't explain that. No, it's not explainable at all. Shepard, free throw, that one's good. He's got 33 tonight. 76-71, middle by five, and the ball with 2.38 to play. Belmont coming out of the zone, going to man. Casey Alexander recognizing that, that clock working against them under these circumstances. Ball deflected out of bounds. Middle keeps it. 2.28 to play, 21 on the shot clock. Eli Lawrence in. And Justin Buford comes out. Yeah, offense, defense, substitution. Good call. It'll be Leonard who brings it in. Leonard looks to get it in. Does so to Weston. Weston turns. Oh, he got by his man. He'll stuff it. Hello, Albany, Georgia. What a move by Weston. He did a nice spin move and went right by Gillespie, and there was no Belmont brewing anywhere in the zip code. Middle's largest lead of the day, seven points. Tyson in the lane got fouled. And it's going to send Tyson to the line. The foul is on Leonard, and he's done. So he will foul out. Well, with 20. He got... T got upset. He thought that he got an elbow in the mouth and responded in kind by fouling, which it was not the right play because that's the last thing that you want to do in those circumstances is just go automatically foul. Now, I think Nick McDevitt has asked Barry Mathis to give it a look, and they are going to the monitor to see if that elbow was, in fact, something that could be called a flagrant play. So T. Leonard with a career high in scoring today with 20. His previous high was 14 against Boston U last year in the CBI. Leonard also has well the, yeah, the, we've, the, our, 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 our live stats have gone out. Yeah. And so anything we tell you there is not correct. So they are looking to see if Leonard caught an elbow. And with 2.10 remaining in overtime, middle right now with a seven-point lead. And a Belmont's going to be at the free throw line. T. Leonard's out of the game, but I think he has grown up today. Raiders are at home on Thursday night, but there's a women's game on Wednesday night. Five slamma jamma coming in. The Houston Cougs. And they're still content. Well, they're talking about this, which makes me think there's something. They... Yeah, otherwise it's a wave off. Correct. The officials having a, you know, you go back and the big offensive foul that Belmont was called for at the end of regulation gave Middle a chance to, for a three-point lead, which they turned out to need at that point. As Shepard hit a 
three that put us in overtime. But again, the officials here were looking at a potential elbow thrown by a Belmont player. And well, it's pretty obvious one was thrown. They are just trying to decide for whatever reason. I mean, this is taking quite a while for them to get squared away. They've already looked at it on video. and Now there's a big, long conference. Yeah, which the, the discussion has been going on for about a minute and a half right now. Our officials today, Barry Mathis, he is the referee. Kevin Driver and James Gibson are the umpires. And the thing is, if that happened... So they're taking a look at that. Waiting to try to eavesdrop on a dis on a discussion here. But the situation is middle leading by seven with 2-10 remaining in overtime. T. What, Leonard. One of, the, one of the Belmont Young fans just yelled out, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to give an explanation to each bench here in a moment. Well, this is... This has been a really long discussion by these guys. Now, we're listening in. So, T. Leonard has fouled out. And... There's going to be free throw shot. And I'm not sure the Raiders are gaining anything from the elbow that was thrown. But there's a, a discussion in front of us. So I think you got, I think Logan Johnson explained to you in about five seconds what it took them five minutes to come up with. Yeah, they're going to shoot the free throws. Then we're going to get two free throws. They shoot two. Nobody on the line. We'll we get two here. Nobody on the line. And then point, point of interruption. Yep, okay. Nick McDevitt gets extra pay today for analysis. Dissertation. So it's going to be Tyson who shoots free throws. Um. And, and I think he said Middle's going to get the ball after. That's correct. So, so they'll shoot two free throws on the other end. The one thing definitive is that T. Leonard is out of the game. Now, let's see, we don't have any. We can't pick we, it up who they called it on because nothing's been updated. Brian Ayers, the longtime assistant <laughs> at Belmont, trying to get in the mix. I thought they had this figured out. So, and, and now Casey Alexander is saying, how can you call two fouls on one play?
I say, okay, Casey, we'll take the one off Leonard. Just call one on your guy. I've known Casey a long time. That's about as steamed as I've ever seen him. So, so Tyson, now what's interesting here is Tyson is going to shoot free throws and he's fouled out of the game. Or Bellinger or somebody's going to step. Bellinger's going to shoot for him. So Bellinger will shoot the free throws for Tyson, who fouls out with 2.10 remaining in overtime. Bellinger, 75% free throw shooter. His first one's good. His first point of the game. That cuts it to six. Now, Bellinger, second free throw, got that one. So it's 78-73. Now, Middle is going to shoot two. Justin Buford, who replaced uh, T. Leonard, will shoot two. And then Middle will get the ball. First one, Buford is good. He's got six. 79-73. Second toss, Buford. Coming up, good again. So we're right where we were. 80 to 73, middle by seven and the ball. And we are still blind. The stat broadcast is still down, so. So they make more changes. Gillespie in. Middle is without T. Leonard who just fouled out. Cade Tyson is fouled out for Belmont. Now, middle by seven in the ball. Getting into the front court comes Weston, guarded by Gillespie. They double there. Weston lost the ball, picked it up, gets it out now to Eli Lawrence. Lawrence, top of the circle, pulls up at the free throw line. Jump shot, good! Eli Lawrence. Really nice pace and poise to that play by the Middle Tennessee offense. Just take the simple shot. That's what Eli did. Here's a steal by Lawrence. Look out below! He will stuff it! And the Raiders lead by 11. Defense to offense, Eli Lawrence. 84-73. Now left corner, back out to Bellinger. He misses a three, and Lawrence with a rebound. Blue Raiders by 11 with a minute 23 to play. (laughs) By far the largest lead. Yes. Left side, Lawrence with the ball. Works it in the corner to King. King being doubled, and a foul is called. The foul is on Bellinger, his first. And finally, the 10th team foul on Belmont. It'll put Elias King at the line with middle leading by 11 here in overtime. And what has been a hold your breath game forever has just blown open. And you know, you see that so many times. King misses the front end. Well, I mentioned how much of a character issue it was going to be in the overtime because with Belmont making the three, you would think they would have all the momentum, and the momentum has been with the Royal Blue uniforms the entire overtime, Chip. 
Elias King hits one out of two at the line. He's got 11, and it's 85-73. Blue Raiders by 12. They get inside, miss a shot, and there's a rebound taken by Justin Buford. Belmont. They've got Eli Lawrence pinned. He's on the floor, got knocked down, and they call a travel. Are you kidding me? What in the world? They knock Eli Lawrence to the floor and call a travel on him. Holy cow. So the Raiders with a 12-point lead are, they bring Shanks in. They had. I'm not so sure Nate McDevitt wasn't trying to get a timeout called and it wasn't granted. Well, he's got one left. Now he was granted a new one. Each team has one. So Belmont has the ball. They lob it in. It comes to Gillespie. He drives in, shoots over Buford, and they foul, call a foul on Buford. No, it's going to be on Cam Weston. And that's going to be number four on Weston with 53.3 seconds to go. The last thing that you want to do is get the clock stopped. Exactly. Get hands up, make them finish. If they finish, fine. Well, Gillespie. stopping the clock. Gillespie misses the free throw. Right now, Belmont, well, I don't know because I, I don't have up-to-date stats. Second free throw is also missed, and the Raiders get the ball as it was last touched by Belmont. Casey Alexander calls a timeout, or did Nick McDevitt call it? Well, now they're looking at something else on the sideline. I think they're looking to see who touched the ball last after that shot was missed and it went out of bounds. But 85-73 and one of the craziest games we've ever seen between these two, and today is the 41st time that they have met. And this is just the beginning of what is going to be a wild week for Middle. Don't forget coaches' shows on Monday night, 6 and 7 o'clock at the Boulevard. Wednesday night, women's basketball. Lady Raiders are on a roll right now. They knocked off Memphis on the road by 16. They've got Houston coming in. Then Thursday night, Chattanooga coming in for the Murphy Center's 50th anniversary birthday party. And then we rest for a day or two after that. Well, huge huge win for Rick Ensel and the Lady Raiders today. They're obviously coming off a monster win over and I think Louisville, and, and to be able to uh, to bring that intensity back to the next game because it's be human nature to have a little bit of a letdown. They obviously did not have that today. But to back it up, back up the Louisville win in impressive fashion down in Memphis. Yeah, absolutely. Was very, very big. So they're still looking. You know, this is – what fans tune into college basketball for to watch the officials watch TV? Well, I will say this. I mean, you want them to get it right. Um, you know, uh, of course, now you and I grew up obviously in a time when we just went with the call and it just was what it was. So it's 85 73. And Belmont has just missed two free throws in a row. And I don't know what he told 
Middles coaches. Wes Long was there accepting the message, and now they're still looking at what's on the screen. A lot of the Belmont fans have left, but not all of them, and everybody wearing royal blue is still in the stands here. So now they... So after after five minutes of this, we're right where we were. We're right with the call that was made on the floor. Well, you, you want to get it right. I, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, that's the whole point behind replay is to get it right however long it takes. If it's something you can look at on replay, which, which is a whole different can of worms. Elias King gets it into Weston. Weston to King in the backcourt, 48 seconds to play. They try to trap. They get it in the front court to Porter. Now to Eli Lawrence, and they'll foul him with 41.3 seconds to play. Well, we almost made a mistake there because we had a lob, and that's the last thing you want to throw in that type of scenario is a lob. Foul is on Isaiah Walker, who just checked in. He is from he is a freshman from Wyoming, Ohio. And now Lawrence at the free throw line with middle leading by 12. Misses the front end and our stats have not been good since a minute deep into overtime. Now DeAndre Dishman in, Justin Porter goes out. Again, offense for defense or vice versa. And Lawrence at the free throw line. Middle has scored seven straight to lead by 12. And he missed both free throws. And here comes Belmont. Down the left side, Bellinger has the ball in his hands. They work it to the corner. And there's a three that's blocked. That's the 13th block of the game and a new school record. That is a school record for blocks by Blue Raider basketball team. Foul is on Shanks. That'll be his first. And it'll send Dishman to the line as the Blue Raiders have broken a school record with their 13th block of the game. Dishman misses the front end. Now Middle can't hit a free throw. 30.1 seconds remaining in overtime. And this overtime has taken this five-minute overtime has taken 32 minutes so far. Dishman misses there. Raiders miss four in a row. Still lead by 12. Now here is Shepard. Back outside it comes. Now Bellinger a three. No good. Rebound laid up and in. Isaiah Walker, his first two. 18 seconds to play, and it's a 10-point game. 85-75. Whistle and a foul. And this time, Justin Buford will go to the line. Foul is on Gillespie, his third. And two shots coming for Justin Buford. Buford trying to break a streak of four straight misses at the free throw line for the Blue Raiders. Buford eyes it. Shoots it, misses. That's five in a row. 
Second toss coming from Buford. Still a 10-point game with 16.8 ticks left. Buford misses that. Six in a row. Now they work it to Bellinger, to Shanks. His three is no good. Tip no good. Rebound taken by Cam Weston, and they're going to let the time run out. Wow. What a game. What a war. What a finish here. As Middle wins it in overtime, they break a three-game losing streak to Belmont, and they win by 10 in overtime. Your final score, Middle Tennessee 85, Belmont 75. Back with a post-game show. We'll gather our thoughts and be back with more here on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Have you heard about the MTSU debit card from Ascend Federal Credit Union? Use it online, in stores, or add it to your mobile wallet. You can even use it at the two ATMs on campus if you need some cash. Visit one of Ascend's four Murfreesboro branches or visit Ascend online at ascend.org. Bank where Blue Raiders belong. Ascend Federal Credit Union, exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Ascend is federally insured by NCUA. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Hey, Blue Raider fans, Chip Walters here. Lightning's Locker Room, powered by Textbook Brokers, is the place to get your Blue Raider gear. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 10 to 4. Lightning's Locker Room is just across the street from Floyd Stadium at 1321 Greenland Drive. It has all the MT polos, hoodies, t-shirts, hats, and all the other game day gear you'll ever need. See the selection online at mtsugear.com or at Gate 2A on game days. Lightning's Locker Room, the official game day provider, powered by Textbook Brokers. Hey, Blue Raiders fans, the Mint Gaming on Kentucky Downs is a proud partner of your Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. For good times and big wins, the Raiders and the Mint Gaming Hall deliver both. Located close by in Franklin, Kentucky, the Mint Gaming Hall is your spot for great food, cold drinks, and big jackpots. Ready for dinner? The all-new Iron Steakhouse awaits you. Come hungry and be prepared to be impressed. Check out themintgaming.com for all the details. Get your big hit today. Whether you go online or go in person, City Auto in Murfreesboro is where you go to see a gazillion cars and choose the one that's right for you. And there's no better time to go than now because we have a bigger, brand new facility. It's the easy, comfortable, convenient way to find what you're looking for. Remember, CityAuto.com is where you go to find your car online. And the all-new City Auto campus in Murfreesboro is where you go to see it in person. Go now, and we'll see you there. 
Let's recap today's MTSU game. Welcome to the Post Game Show, presented by Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, America's number one exit office. Today's broadcast is also brought to you by Ascend Federal Credit Union, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Your Middle Tennessee Ford dealers, built Ford Tough. Ascension St. Thomas, the official hospital partner of MTSU Athletics. The Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, official team physicians for Blue Raider Athletics. And by Bud Light, it's for the fans. Once again, here's the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. What an afternoon at the Curb Event Center as Middle Tennessee wins over Belmont in overtime, 85-75. Chip Walters, Kyle Turnham with you, and the Exit Realty postgame show brought to you by Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, and agents Brad Hopkins, Chip Walters, Richard Lewis, and Tim Page, the number one producing Exit Realty office in the United States. Find them online at exitmurfreesboro.com. And Kyle, you know, it, it's very cliche-ish to say, well, this one had a little bit of everything, but this one had a little bit of everything. It sure did. And uh, you saw two prideful programs that neither one gave an inch to each other, which is why the game went to overtime. But you just got to take your hat off to the Blue Raiders for the way that they responded in overtime. They saw uh, Shepard make that three-point shot, which – you know, sometimes can really have a negative impact on the team that it goes against because you feel like everything's going against you. But we dominated the overtime. Yeah, middle came out in the overtime period after being tied at the end of regulation at 70, scored the first six points to go up 76-70. Belmont hit a free throw, cut it to five. Blue Raiders then hit a two-point basket with 2.10 remaining to go up by seven, 78-71. Belmont scored two free throws. I'm not sure they ever, I'd have to, we'll wait and see what we get on the final stats if we get any before we go off the air, but I'm not sure they, did they, they did get a Bellinger putback, a layup there with two, with to cut it to five at 78-73. Then Belmont never scored again until they hit two free throws late. Leading 78-73, Middle then scored seven in a row to push the lead from five out to 12. And for all intents and purposes, it was over at that point. Uh, Belmont did hit the two free throws late, but alarmingly, the Blue Raiders missed six straight free throws in the final minute. Uh, and Belmont could really never gain any ground on that. Yeah, and thank goodness they weren't necessary up to that point. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking in the breadth of the game how – if you're Shepard, for example, you score 32 points, you go 10 out of 15 from the floor, you go 8 of 9 from the three-point line. And he's sitting there in the locker room right now recognizing that he went 4 out of 13 from the free throw line and is really taking that very, very difficultly because, you know, you've, you've got to make free throws when the opportunity presents itself. And uh, we didn't do it down the stretch, but we didn't need it. He needed it when he – when uh, the game was still in balance. All right. We talked about it in the second half, but now let's uh, choose our uh, game-changing moment presented by Murfreesboro Medical Clinic and Surgery Center. MMC is Southern Middle Tennessee's premier medical group dedicated to providing both primary and specialty care for your entire family. At MMC, your health is our mission. 
What do you got, Coach? Charge taken. Yep. And T. Leonard did that. Absolutely. So T. Leonard, the charge taken, the game-changing moment, and your built for tough player of the game is also going to be T. Leonard today, who had a career-high 20 points. Not sure of the number of rebounds or blocks yet, but he was part of a school record-setting defensive effort with 13 school uh, 13 block shots that we think of. Right, and you know I want to go back to that play uh, because Belmont was running a designed backdoor play. That means that somebody denied the ball, somebody ripped their head around and denied the backdoor cut. That meant help side was where it was supposed to be. So it was a team defensive play, and then T wrapped it up by doing a great job of getting his torso where he needed to be and taking the charge. Yep, and your final score today ended up being Middle Tennessee 85, Belmont 75. We'll take a timeout. The Exit Realty postgame show rolls on from Nashville, and you're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. MT Dining is eating made easy. With more than 19 dining locations, you'll never run out of variety on campus. Whether it's Chick-fil-A, Steak and Shake, or Starbucks, we've got the brands you love right here. Need a quick snack or Scantron? Stop by one of the six pods on campus. And try out MT Dining's new farm-to-fork experience. Farmer's Market now open. Located in the Student Union. Visit mtdining.com for more information. Or visit our office in the Keithley University Center. Room 202. Blue Raider fans, with more local brews than ever before, you are sure to find a local favorite this season in the Blue Raider Beer Garden. Enjoy the thrill of the game in the south end zone at each home football game. And try out our selection of brews from Cedar Glade Brews, Mayday Brewery, or Life is Brewing. All available for your tasting pleasure in the Blue Raider Beer Garden. Thank you, Cedar Glade Brews, Mayday Brewery, and Life is Brewing for your support of MTSU Athletics. Hey basketball fans, this is Coach McDevitt. It's never lost on Window World that your home is your largest fiscal investment. Window World's integrity will be noticed from your very first moment of contact. The clean, professional installation of premium windows, siding, doors, and more are designed to last while leaving your home looking amazing. Window World and their lifetime warranty will always be there when it really matters. They're America's most trusted remodeler and a proud partner of MTSU Athletics because the difference is integrity and always in the details. Hey basketball fans, this is Coach McDevitt, and I want to talk some trash. No, not about the game. I want to talk about the litter problem on our roadways. Did you know that the Tennessee Department of Transportation spends over $23 million every year just to pick up litter? There's over 100 million pieces of litter on our roadways at any given time, making our state unsightly and unsafe. Litter harms our highways, waterways, even our wildlife. So let's do something about it. Don't litter, remind others not to, and report littering when you see it. We can beat litter, but only if we're all on the same team. Join the movement today. Visit NobodyTrashesTennessee.com and go Blue Raiders. Welcome back to the Curb Event Center here in Nashville. And Middle Tennessee wins by 10 in overtime, 85-75 over the Belmont Bruins. Uh, Give you some unofficial final scoring in today's game. Uh, We don't have official stats yet uh, after this one. But unofficially, DeAndre Dishman uh, had 15 points. Justin Porter had three and it was a big one. It was a kind of a line drive looking three, but uh, it went in. That was in uh, the second half. Seven points for Justin Buford, 11 for Eli Lawrence. T. Leonard today had a career high 20 points, and really, 
I think easily played his best game as a Blue Raider today. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, on both ends of the floor, without question. Christian Fussell had three on a banked-in three-point shot, and Cam Weston had uh, a total of 13 points. If I can get a second one in a minute. Uh, and we are going to have some official numbers, so I'll give you the other individual scoring. Uh, Isaiah Walker had two. Jacoby Gillespie had seven. Uh, Keyshawn Davidson had a total of five points today. Cade Tyson fouled out, had 12. Drew Freiberg had 12 points on four made threes. Uh, ben Shepard had 33 on the day, including one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, eight made threes. And uh, Frank Jakubacek had two points. Nick McDevitt joins us courtside today. And, Coach, I've been to goat ropings and county fairs and car races, and I'm not sure I've ever seen anything quite like that. Man, that was fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. These guys are uh, they are tough to beat here. They really uh, are. You know, they were 53-4 and four, uh, before this game over the last five years in this building. And uh, uh, Coach Alexander does a great job with this group. Uh, they're tough to beat. They can really shoot it. You have any defensive lapses at all, and sometimes even when you don't have defensive lapses, they make it. And that can get deflating at times you know if, if you hang your head after you guard well guard well guard well and they make it uh it's it's going to snowball on you and that's usually what happens in this building wow and it, go ahead no no you, you, well i just thought we we just um i was really proud of our team in overtime you know uh to to be in this building and you've got one kind of one is no it ain't <laughs> one the way they shoot it uh but you're up three uh with two and a half seconds to go in a game and uh, the only thing that can send it in overtime is a three, and the guy that has made everything is the guy that ends up with the ball and he makes it. Um, if you hang your head for a second, you're going to get beaten overtime. Well, and to, to just stay mentally tough, we talked about fouling there at the end, and, you know, you just got some really savvy offensive players. We were worried about fouling on the turn, and now you got guys shooting th three free throws. We talked about Shepard. He's making everything from three. He's struggling from the free throw line. Do you just say, you know what, even if we foul him on the three, it's it's at least free throws where he's not great. Uh, but uh, you got to credit him for making a tough one earlier in the year. We talked about Cade Tyson in that uh, timeout. Uh, he made one here against Ohio on the last play of the game uh, to start the season that uh, that beat Ohio. And so, uh, you know, he, he was tough tonight. But uh, I, I like the way our guys just hung in there and found a way to win. Kyle talked about it going into overtime that it was a character game at that point and not yeah. that there was a lack of it on Belmont's part by any stretch. But your guys showed a lot of savvy, a lot of composure in a high-pressure situation. Yeah, and and I think, uh, you know, I'd like to see us make some free throws down the stretch. We missed our last six, uh, but I talked to our guys, um, you know, in the locker room after the game. If you couple those missed free throws with either messing the play up or turning the ball over, uh, Belmont's going to get right back in the game. Although we were missing free throws, we weren't handing it to them uh, under – their own basket when when we were throwing the ball in bounds and that's that's what causes you trouble 
at least we were able to set our defense up. We kept everybody off the line there at the end, and so they were at least facing set D, even though we weren't making those free throws. Talk about your the last play you were trying to set up. Uh, it looked like you were kind of going to go with a football play early. You, you cannot have anybody start out of bounds if you can't run the baseline. You have to be able, if it is a spot throw-in, uh, the other four players have to be in bounds. And uh, obviously we weren't going to throw it from side to side out of bounds in that scenario, uh, knowing that it was a spot throw-in. But if you have a spot throw-in, you can even start someone out of bounds. Gotcha. So, Well, uh, you know, let's go back on the defensive play. Uh, you know, in those situations, <laughs> when somebody makes that shot, you all – 99.9% of the time, you always go back and you sort of second-guess yourself. And, and I will tell you this, I think we played it perfectly. I really do. I, I mean, it's one of those scenarios where, you know, Elias was in good shape. Got a 6'8 Shepherd, guy on him. Yeah, and, and Shepard just hits him. a step-back three. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I wouldn't change anything there. I, I didn't feel like we could foul in that circumstance. I didn't want to put it in that kind of scenario. I thought we played it well, but – I just thought that our poise in the overtime was the big key. Agreed. You know, you take you, you take that kind of hit, you take that kind of momentum, and you see it go the other direction, and obviously, you know, the, the roof blows off the yep. place. But uh, I, I thought our poise was fantastic, and I thought, quite frankly, we were probably at our absolute best offensively in overtime Agreed. in terms of our patience, in terms of, of our direction. Did we turn it over in overtime? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I don't remember one. I don't think so. We did. Again, just we we called a lot of sets, and we're not typically a set team. uh, But the way they were guarding us, we felt like we needed to do that a little bit more tonight. And our guys just weren't getting the plays wrong. Um, And that sounds awfully simple. But all of a sudden, when you're in here and the game's tight, it's overtime, it's loud. Uh, it just takes one guy to, to get it wrong, and that's what usually leads to the turnover. Right uh, now, it just it's an unorganized possession. I, I to your point, Kyle, I just thought we were uh, settled in, in a in an unsettling environment. I think too, our poise when Belmont decided to go zone really killed them because not only did we show a lot of patience, a lot of poise in going about attacking that zone. But it also played against Belmont because it was taking time off the clock. Yeah. Belmont recognized they went zone because they didn't like the matchup with Dish, or at least that's what I think their thinking was. I would, I would agree with that. And then turned around, and it actually still, worked against them, and yep. we still got the scores. Yeah, you were. we were able to take plenty of time off the clock. Mm-hmm. And once we got ahead and then the, they were going zone, we felt like that was going to be important to not just get up quick shots. Um, and I also thought two free throws that really mattered were Justin Buford's. Oh, man. You know, they, they had a, a freshman in Bellinger come in the game, and he, he made two big ones. They cut it to five. Then, but and when Justin you answered Buford here, hasn't been out there in a yeah. while, and he answers it. And, and, and to then me that, we that, go that, out there, and Eli yeah. Lawrence makes a pull-up jumper. And it went from five to nine. Right. You know, we went from up 78-73 to up 82-73 because of uh, Eli's um, – May jumper and JB's uh, free throws. Tiafiel Leonard uh, was awesome tonight. <laughs> yes, he was. He was on both ends of the floor. Awesome. I mean, flying around had some unbelievable blocks early in the game. Uh, I thought as I was as proud of him in the way he handled playing well as anything else. 
he didn't get loose, fired up, uh, overexcited, out of control. And you can see that sometimes in any player that right. all of a sudden, man, everything is going well and you can get out of control and now yep. you, you negate it. And uh, I thought his activity on both ends was, man, that was fun to watch him. Well, we talked about the team record for blocks with 13. It is an official stat now that it was 13 team blocks. That is an official team record. But I want to talk about another stat that I thought was just as big, maybe bigger, particularly in the second half. 11 offensive rebounds in the second half. We finished with 17 offensive rebounds. And I thought, you know, and it was all of our guys from yep. dish to tee to all parts in between 100%. that when we didn't get the shot to go down, we got great tip outs and ran more time off the clock. And kept playing. Yep. I mean, we had one possession. I, I believe Dish missed a one around the bucket, tipped his own rebound, T tips one, Elias tips one, and then there's a pop-out loose ball. Eli goes and gets it. it we end up traveling right here with Cam. Yeah. But, man, that activity, uh, it just never wavered throughout the course of the game. Yeah, sure did. And, boy, what a way to start off a busy week for us. Uh, come out and enjoy us on Monday night out at the Boulevard and get your tickets for Thursday night. Come for, watch these boys play. They're come, fun to watch. They sure are. Yes, they are. All right, Coach Mc, Nick McDevitt joining us. We're going to take a quick timeout. Be back with T. Leonard in two minutes here on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. Hi, this is Coach Nick McDevitt. Ascend Federal Credit Union is the proud sponsor and exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit Ascend's branch just off campus at 2316 East Main Street or any of their three other Murfreesboro locations. You can also keep track of your accounts and deposit checks on the go with Ascend's mobile app. For a complete list of services, ATMs, and locations, visit Ascend.org. Ascend is federally insured by the NCUA. Winning requires the right game plan. Like the impressive towing and payload you'll only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. The 2023 Ford F-150. Greatness starts here. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2021 calendar year total sales. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Raiders win it in overtime, 85-75 over Belmont. And our built Ford Tough player of the game tonight is T. Leonard. Uh, 
a reminder that uh, visit buyfordnow.com for all Ford makes and models because the best trucks are built Ford tough. And uh, T, congratulations on, uh, boy, this one had emotions everywhere. Yes, uh, you ended up with uh, a career-high 20 points. You had six blocks today. Got a dunk thrown in there as well. And the team overall gets the win and uh, in the process set a team record for blocks today. What's what, what was what, what was on your mind when the final horn sounded today? Uh, I was just uh, thankful for uh, my team going out and getting the win after I fouled out. I know I was a big part uh, of the team today of the game, but after I fouled out and they contributed, I knew they would, and I was just happy for us to get the win. This game, there, there was a lot of – you had to overcome a lot of frustration, especially with the way – that Shepard was shooting the basketball, and it seemed like every time you guys work and work and work and get to where you, you, you make a basket or whatever, they come down and boom, just like that, they yeah. knock one down, and you had to get over that time and time again. Yeah, so, uh, I think us getting over it uh, was just our coaches talking to us, saying we're good, we know he can make shots, but at the end of the day, we got to go uh, win this. Yep. T, I'm really disappointed in you, to be honest with you. You only had six blocks in the game. The school record was eight. I don't know why you couldn't just go get two more. I you know I'm, Yeah, you know I'm just playing with you. Uh, I mean, but, but our ability to block shots and change the game at the rim was a, a difference maker in this game. Yes, sir. And uh, defensively, you know, they played downhill early mm-hmm. and got their point blank. And then all of a sudden, we started swarming, and we changed play after play after play with our length at the rim. You and and everybody else as well, not only on blocking shots, but also on getting the offensive rebounds. It's uh, uh, just that's what we do, Coach West. Like he's a big like defensive. He's our defensive coach basically, and he just you know what I'm saying. If we don't, if we don't swarm to the ball, if we don't like be in our spots, we know next practice. He's going get to get on to us and film. I'm saying he's going to single us out. So we know that we got to do our job to do uh, on defense. And now you guys have two big home games coming up. You've got Chattanooga and you've got Murray State. And Thursday night's going to be special. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you're, you're brand new here still, you know, I think, you know, in, in, in terms of things. But uh, I think you'll get a feeling on Thursday night how important Murphy Center is to a lot of folks. Yes, sir. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I want to point out one other play, too, because yeah. we named it the play of the game. When they run the back door set, you do a great job of rotating over and taking that hit, yes, you know, sir. and picking up that charge. That was a game-changing moment right there. And, and, again, for all the things that you did, and you take one of these stat sheets, and that charge taken is not on that stat sheet, but that absolutely changed the direction of the game. Yeah, so I, I just knew. Like, I knew he was going to try to drive because on our scout, he loved to drive left. And when I seen him, when he ducked his head, I knew he was going to, uh, you know what I'm saying, bump into me. So I was like, either I'm going to have to flop or he's just going to have to get this bucket. And I'm glad, I'm thankful for them to call it. You did a heck of a job, brother. Hey, man, you. appreciate you taking time. You got a bus to catch, and uh, but uh, it'll be a nice little bus ride home on the yes, way. On, uh, but in a short one. You're short not, and sweet. You're baby. not jumping short on a plane night. <laughs> Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank All you right. for having me. All right, thank you, my man. T. Leonard joins us today as Middle Tennessee gets the win, 85-75. We'll take a break, be back, and give you the team stats in today's game. And you don't want to miss those because they are eye-popping today. Yes, they are. And uh, we'll have that and more as the Exit Realty postgame show continues after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Tri-Green Equipment, they know the value of teamwork. 
They have the tractor packages with implements you need. Get started online at trygreenequipment.com and score a new John Deere tractor package at a comfortable, low monthly payment price. Tri Green Equipment is a tried and true partner of MTSU Athletics. Go Blue! Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Introducing new Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack. You hear that? It's seltzer with the pop of soda, all with zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, IRC Beers, St. Louis, Missouri. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating Middle Tennessee State University athletes, experts in bones, joints, and muscles, and with more than 60 specialists in locations across Middle Tennessee, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit us at toa.com or give us a call at 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, or TOA, the official team doctors for Blue Raider Athletics. Welcome back to the Curb Event Center. Middle Tennessee wins in overtime, 85-75 over Belmont. Um, the Blue Raiders are now 7-3. and three. Belmont drops to 6-5. and five. We gave you the individual scoring, but uh, Kyle has a look at the team numbers in today's game. Team numbers for today. Middle Tennessee, an 85-75 winner over Belmont. From the floor, Middle Tennessee goes 32 of 69 for 46%. Belmont 23 of 61 for 38%. From the three-point line, Middle 6 of 15 for 40%. Belmont 15 of 33 for 46%. And from the free throw line, and thank goodness we didn't need them, uh, 15 of 30 uh, for the Blue Raiders for 50%. Belmont actually not much better, 53 four percent going 14 of 26 rebound battle dominated by the blue raiders 48 36 middle with 17 offensive rebounds t leonard with the leader with four uh assist to turnovers middle tennessee 12 and 12 belmont 17 and 17 turnovers forced by the middle tennessee defense Belmont with uh, three blocks. Middle Tennessee, as we mentioned, 13 school record blocks in this game. We needed every single one of them. And steals. Middle Tennessee had 12. Belmont only four. Intangible stats. And just wait till you hear these things, Chipper. Points off turnovers. Middle Tennessee wins that battle 20-9. to nine. Wow. Points in the paint. And here it comes. 55-0. For the Blue Raiders, 14 for Belmont. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen one that disparaging. Not in a game like this. Correct. We've seen it in some Correct. of those early season games, but not like this. No, 50-14 to 14 for Middle Tennessee. 
Second chance points, 21-13 for the Blue Raiders. Fast break points, 8-5 for the Blue Raiders. Bench points, 18-13 for the Blue Raiders. Clean sweep on the intangibles, which typically get you a happy locker room. And today's happy locker room, due to an 85-75 overtime win over Belmont, the Blue Raiders had 12 assists during today's game. Each Blue Raider assist presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. Blue Cross assists our communities by providing peace of mind through better health. Also, the Blue Raiders collected 48 rebounds during today's game. Each Blue Raider rebound brought to you by Window World of Murfreesboro. Visit windowworldmurfreesboro.com for a free quote today. Window World of Murfreesboro, the official window provider of Blue Raider athletics we'll take a quick timeout. be back for a final segment get you some scores around the league wrap it up and head home that's more after this on the exit realty post game show on the blue raider network from learfield blue raider fans with more local brews than ever before you are sure to find a local favorite this season in the blue raider beer garden enjoy the thrill of the game in the south end zone at each home football game and try out our selection of brews from cedar glade brews mayday brewery or life is brewing all available for your tasting pleasure in the blue raider beer garden thank you cedar glade brews mayday brewery and life is brewing for your support of mtsu athletics Hey, Blue Raider fans. This is Dr. Mark Hardison with Middle Tennessee Oral and Implant Surgery. We are so proud to be able to serve the Blue Raider teams and their families when they need wisdom teeth removed, dental implants, or other specialty oral care. Our mission is to provide health care as it should be, providing compassion, availability, and excellence to every one of our patients. We deeply appreciate the support of your business as we join in supporting our team. Let's go Blue! Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Roscoe Brown is proud to be a longtime supporter of MTSU Athletics and your locally owned HVAC and plumbing company. For 82 years, Roscoe Brown has been the trusted name in heating, cooling, and plumbing for Middle Tennessee homeowners and businesses. Call 1-888-MY-ROSCOE to schedule your HVAC or plumbing service today. Turn to the experts at Carrier and Roscoe Brown. People you know, a name you trust. Go Blue Raiders. Roscoe Brown. RoscoeBrown.com. Back for a final time in Nashville. Middle Tennessee wins it by a score of 85-75 in overtime. Checking other scores on the Ascend Federal Credit Union scoreboard. Uh, North Texas right now in the second half with a slim lead on Grand Canyon, 30-28. to UAB leading is trailing West Virginia late in the first half, 26-22. UTEP playing at DePaul. UTEP with an early 7-5 lead. Charlotte wins in overtime against Detroit, 82-80. It was New Mexico winning over UTSA, 94-76. Western Kentucky hosting Wright State tonight, and Louisiana Tech is on the road 
Road at Wyoming. Lady Raiders win today 69-53 over the Memphis Tigers. They come home for a game Wednesday night against Houston. The Blue Raiders, of course, for the Murphy Center 50th birthday game on Thursday night against Chattanooga. That'll be a 6 o'clock tip. And, folks, there are $4 tickets out there as they roll back the clock to 1972 with those $4 tickets. And then, of course, Monday night, come out and celebrate. We'll have uh, our first basketball coaches shows of the year on Monday night, 6 and 7 o'clock at the Boulevard. Big week ahead, Kyle, but this was a, a, a huge notch in the belt uh, for this basketball team. They'd lost five straight road games. They had lost to Belmont three straight times, but to knock both of those streaks away and grab a victory here in a very tough place to play. You now lead the overall series 23-18 to and uh, come home for two huge games against two really good teams in Chattanooga and Murray State. And not only doing it, but how you had to go about doing yep. it, I think, was the big key. And, uh, again, I just thought that, that, that our, our toughness, uh, our character really came through in the overtime because Belmont had all the momentum. But when you watch the overtime game as an entity, you wouldn't have known that. That's correct. It was it was it had a totally different air about it. It absolutely did, and uh, you know I, I just thought that our poise was was incredible at that point, probably better than it was even in the previous forty minutes, and it was required because this Belmont team is very very good on this floor, doesn't lose here very often, and. Uh, you know, today was just a war. It certainly was, and Middle wins it by 10, 85-75 over the Belmont Bruins. And I want to thank Connor Hayes, who's been our studio producer today, and uh, he had to go overtime with us as well. So that'll wrap it up for Kyle Turnham. This is Chip Walter saying thanks for being with us from Nashville today. We'll see you Monday night at the Boulevard, and then Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday at Murphy Center. And for all of those folks, we say good night from the capital city on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Good night.